Welcome to the podcast. The podcast is now beginning. (laughs) (laughs) Please take your seats and apply your safety harness. Are you seated comfortably? People in the front row (laughs) might want to rent a raincoat. (laughs) Ponchos will be provided for the splash zone. I'm confused as to what type of ride this is. I don't know what's going on. Please keep your arms and legs inside the podcast at all times. If you're pregnant or using a heart monitor, (laughs) recommend that you do not stare directly into Simon's face. This podcast contains strobe lights. (laughs) You won't be able to see them, but they're strobe lights. (laughs) Okay. Um, What did we decide we were talking about today? Serious business. Serious? Like SRS business? We're talking about how Simon is angry with Radiolab. Well, yeah, I did get kind of angry at them while I was listening to it. Yep. In an ongoing series of, we listen to a podcast and decide to make a podcast about it. <laughs> ongoing series <laughs> of advertising other people's content. Well, I mean, I have no problem with advertising Radiolab. It's a great podcast. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. also, I assume, a great radio show, but we don't have actual NPR here, so. No. Uh, oh, wait, it's not even NPR anymore. It's WNYC, so. C. C. Um, yeah, so if you haven't checked out Radiolab, you should, because it's really good. But um, there was an episode... I don't think anyone in the world would be listening to our podcast and not have heard about Radiolab. Probably not. I can live in hope that we're popular. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, maybe. point is that they did an episode a while back that was about... Uh, I forget what the name of it was. It's an Adobe product that's coming up. may not actually have had a name. Oh, it did have a name. Did it? Shoot. It was a really good name, too. <laughs> No, it, it was it was really nice. All right, you stew Damn. on what that is. Damn! Oh, that's that's an integral part of this whole story. I'll I'll think about it. Okay, you mean by think about it, you mean Google it, like while we talk. Shh, I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> um. So anyway, it was a piece of software that Am- or um, Adobe's working on that would allow you to take a chunk of recording, twenty to forty minutes of uh, recording of someone speaking and it would chop that up into phonemes and then stick it all back together into new words that you had not said. Um, and so it would allow you to basically synthesize anybody saying anything. And then they were tying that in with some software that allowed you to basically make a 3D map of somebody's face and then control that map in a rendering so that you can make an image of somebody's face saying whatever you wanted to say. So between those two things, you could make a video of a person saying words they never said, which would mean that you could never trust anything ever again. Mm -hmm. At least that was their thesis. Their thesis was that once this becomes a thing, nobody will ever believe anything ever again, and the world will descend into chaos, and cats and dogs will live together, and everything will be ridiculous. I have real-time follow-up. I was wrong. Oh. It's, it's not a cool name. <laughs> What's the name? Uh, Voco. Yeah. Oh, that is not cool. No. Uh, I was wrong. I was excited because <laughs> I, I remembered it being really cool. awesome. Product names are great. Yeah. And I mean, th- they, they touted it as the Photoshop of audio, which yeah. is kind of a cooler thing to say. It would be cooler if they just called it Photoshop audio or audio shop or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, anyway, so the. Their thesis was that this technology will mean that you can't trust video anymore. You can't trust, ev- like, there's no evidence left. Nobody will ever believe anything. Well, I disagree That's, with yeah. the fact that their thesis was you won't be able to trust video anymore. I think their thesis was that for indistinguishing, indistinguish, uh, indistinguishable? No, for 
non-discriminating um, consumers of media content. Most people don't bother to check the facts. People don't bother to check obviously photoshopped or mm-hmm. like made up videos and audio files and content on the internet. So their premise is it will be even harder to convince people that something is faked if you, they can look at a video that looks completely real. Well, also that it'll be harder to convince people of things that are true because they'll just be like, oh, it was fake. I mean, right now, if you write about something that Trump did, most people reading it will either think that it's true or think that it's false, regardless of if it's true or false. Like, yeah. they're not going to change their mind. They'll read it and go, yeah, that sounds like something Trump would do. Or they'll read it and go, no, that's completely wrong. Trump would never do that. And it doesn't really matter if it's true or false. They yeah. have their own opinion going into it. And so the point was that it will be harder to actually know if it happened from a journalistic point of view. Right. I think it was almost independent of the consumers, because the consumers don't really care. It's the journalists who need to have integrity and to be mm-hmm. able to actually know if something happened theoretically before they report it okay that's not possible and that's still possible under their premise it just means that the newsroom will have to be filled with almost equal numbers of journalists and tech savvy um computer engineers as opposed to currently where you can realistically most of the time as a journalist figure out if some sort of content or piece of uh media is legitimate or not yeah anyway all of that is secondary to the point that while they were doing having this conversation, I was sitting there being like, well, okay, at one point they raised the question of whether or not uh, the possibility that someone should go into these labs in universities where they're researching this technology and developing this software and say, no, you're not allowed to do that because it will have a destabilizing effect on media and it'll have a destabilizing effect on the press. And so you're not allowed to research that. And that made me angry because I don't like the idea that you'd be just be like, nope, you're not allowed to do research or develop uh, technology. So that raised the question, which is what I want to talk about, which is, should you ever, like, should there be things that we as engineers are not allowed to make? Like, we're not allowed to design a better thing because it is dangerous to humankind. And I mean, there are extreme versions of this where we like chemical weapons and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. where there's really no, I don't know. It's a really, everything is gray. Once you get out to like this research could have applications that are useful, but it's probably entirely bad. (laughs) Chemical weapons could be used for mosquito control. Yeah. Well, it's okay. Like the, this, this sort of ties into a question that I've been asking myself as an engineer, which is like, if I was an engineer working for like Colt or I don't know, whoever, like companies that make guns. Yeah. Do we really need better guns? It's not only that. Like I have a friend who across the board will not work for a company that either is affiliated with the military, like DARPA, mm-hmm. or is a contractor to the military, period. He will not work for any company associated with military operations. Mm. Yeah. And like, that's a different, almost a different question too, is like, is, are you okay with being an engineer working for developing military technology, knowing that that technology eventually trickles down into other industries? Should it be? And how do you draw the line? Like our company at one point was developing on contract uh, equipment that was for the military, but it was for like landmine disposal. 
It's not yeah. for killing people. It's for not killing people. Yeah. So I guess the question is... It's right. It's not for killing people. It's, for, it's not for killing people. It's for, like, italic <laughs> not killing people. Yeah. It bothered... The idea that somebody would come into a company and be like, you're not allowed to invent this thing because it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Is that legitimate? And if so, is that is that something that we as engineers should be policing ourselves? And say, like, this technology... I have an idea for technology, and I think we should not make it. I absolutely agree. And I mm-hmm. think that there's a number of examples of it without having to go down slippery slopes like stem cell research and stuff like that. I mean, if you stay just within the bounds of current technological progress, there's the OpenAI project that Elon Musk debuted to specifically try to control research into AI because he thinks it will kill humanity. There's the aspect of... Um, like exactly what we're talking about, fake news and all that kind of things. There's the development of um, technology to make um, driving better, but then take dr- control out of the hands of humans in certain respect. And well, and, and, and by extension, do you like? Do we consider that of like, no, you can't develop this thing to automate this process because it will mean that you're going to destroy an entire section of industry. Yeah, we have we have huge amounts of that happening because of lobbying. Like there there are areas of research and products that are slow to get out because legislation exists that makes it difficult to do research in that area. And that by extension, like that's because there are industries that profit from that technology not existing. Is that right? I don't know. Um, I mean, even software development, what if you're creating a platform like Twitter or 4chan that can be co-opted for negative purposes as well as positive purposes like is it, is, is the guy who created 4chan responsible for the for 4chan, thing that is yeah. 4chan now <laughs> it's a legitimate question because a lot of the controversy and in, in the valley right now is surrounding whether or not social media platforms or internet providers generally have the ability to police themselves like there's a huge thing with cloudflare where the the head of cloudflare wrote an open letter to the internet saying we took down racist websites from cloudflare because we don't think that they belong on the internet and you should be scared of the fact that we did that Mm. he's like i am not comfortable with the fact that we did it but we did it anyway and he's like and i think people should think very critically about the fact that we did Mm -hmm. he was basically saying like i did a thing i'm really sorry it seemed like a good thing to do at the time but it worries me that i did it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because he is basically saying the internet is controlled by a dude it's not controlled by the world yeah so, all right, there are lots of ways this conversation should get, could go, and I think we're going to have to like spin, spin this off into multiple conversations. So I'm going to say that we're going to limit this right now to is it reasonable, like is there any advantage to stopping someone from developing a piece of technology, and is that ever a good thing? Yeah, um, I, I think I think we should limit it to R and D, not existing products, and I think we should limit it to. You're right. It should. Is it the responsibility of the engineer, the responsibility of the government, or the responsibility of someone else to prevent R and D research from coming to fruition because it could be harmful? Well, and is there enough? Like, for instance, chemical like chemical weapons research is, or biological weapons research is very very tightly controlled because. It has, like, it, it, it gives it, like, political clout. And so it's dangerous because it could be destabilizing on a global scale. But yet we are still, we still have nuclear 
uh, arsenals. We're going to get into like zero day exploits and stuff like that as well, aren't we? Uh, sure. Like, I mean, that's, that's, that is, that is, that is, that is a consideration. It's like yeah. you, you as an engineer, are, are, are you responsible for making sure that when you, when a product is created, like you should stop it from being released if there's a possibility of negative repercussions because of the quality of the product or the status of the product. And there is, there is legislation around if you're a security researcher and you find an exploit in an existing part of the internet, you are, responsible for publicizing it in a very controlled way Mm -hmm. and if you don't there's repercussions yeah well and so but that's like that's an interesting question it's like you could just straight up say okay you're not allowed to look like you're not allowed to research exploits into security systems and that would appease people who are like okay this it's dangerous to research into like hacking algorithms but at the same time that's only going to stop people who are doing it for legitimate reasons in legitimate like outlets. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like you can't say you're not allowed to investigate decryption because if somebody finds a way to effectively access anyone's online banking profile in the world, that's something that you should know exists. Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, my, like my feeling, one of my reactions to the, and they brought this up in the radio lab episode to the whole idea of like, okay, you could say, fine, you go into Adobe and you say, Adobe, you're not allowed to make this thing because it's bad. But you know that like the CIA was, has got that. I don't oh, know, yeah. Like all, all of the, the governments in the world who have access to that are going to be working with it. And it's not going to matter whether you like officially say Adobe are not allowed to make this. Well, thing. they already do. That's the point. Like Adobe making it just means that everyone has access to it, which to me reinforces the ability for everyone to question, uh, its usage. Like if, if it, if it's something that if Adobe can do it, for sure the NSA can do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so if Adobe creates a public tool that is able to do something immediately, everyone's like, huh, that makes me question things. Yeah. Whereas if you don't talk about it, if you don't, if the NSA develops it and it's entirely secret, then no one knows it exists. Everyone's going to just take it at face value. That's true. Uh, I mean, that, that, that is the whole idea behind like white hat hacking mm-hmm. is to say that somebody's going to find these things. So we're going to find them and, and, and deal with them. You make it, you bring it out into the light so that it can be questioned and analyzed. And mm-hmm. so that, but then by that, ex- by that, uh, logic, is there anything that you should not be allowed to research? I think because of, uh, some of the reading I've done and some of the research I've done in the past, I think that to a certain extent, I do agree with Elon Musk that there should be controls on AI research. But how do you, okay. So then is it, but is it a question of, of um, like a legal sanction or is this something that we need to be talking about from a moral point of view? I think it's best practices. It's almost like, I mean, people can ignore them and, fine you can ignore most things you can in behind the walls of your garage you can do anything you want but so i mean to a certain extent you can't restrict access to especially in software most anything yeah i'm saying it's like that's why it has it has to be something that relies on an individual we as engineers i I also kind of want to limit it to engineering things like it's less so things like bio research or something it could could be as simple as you have to the the equivalency of what you would typically find with antivirus you have like anti-ai 
where if an AI is detected on the internet using pattern recognition that identifies its behavior, it's blocked from or or backtraced and information goes. I don't know. I don't know how to. I don't know what the answer is. Well, but so- I think there should be. I, I I do question the open development and the uncontrolled development of AI as an open-ended problem that people can try to solve. So, so AI is a really, really like, okay, you could argue both sides of it. Kind of, it's kind of a gray area. Mm -hmm. I let's, I want, I want to like throw out a more black and white, at least in my mind, um, uh, example, which is if you are an engineer and you're working for a company and they are creating something which is exclusively like a weapon of war or something. Like they are, they are developing landmines, which are inherently just like the worst things. And like, do you have a moral responsibility as an engineer to just say, nope, can't do it? Like, there's no good reason to make better landmines. In, okay, so there's an interesting point, which is in Canada, you have a legal responsibility to do that. Yeah. To, to say that this is, that this is wrong, we shouldn't be making this. Yeah. As an engineer, because as the part of the the engineering act um, codifies the ethical responsibilities of engineers, and the first responsibility you have is to the public good. But then, but then, how do you justify the people who work for like arms manufacturers who are developing like they I are developing better guns? Well, no, it's, but that's it's like okay. So that, then, then they may not be legally you're, you may not be legally bound. Like you can't be held yeah, legally no, responsible. Sure. But the some, difference, sorry, the hmm. difference with something like a gun though is that there could be in some areas kind of a positive reason for guns. I'm not for guns, but say. Guns also help protect people, police officers doing their job in certain situations, etc. Whereas landmines are, I don't think there's a good side to that. I don't think it's a gray area. I, I agree with both of you. I think that landmines <laughs> are, are indisputably bad and that guns, I mean, my personal belief is that guns don't help anyone anytime. There's because well, I, but, if you I, had no guns, you wouldn't need police officers to also have them. This is the, this is another debate, but like my my but I, I agree I, that landmines are indisputable. Like they're for blowing people up. Yeah, yeah. or I mean, same sort of thing. Like like or bom- like developing bombing technologies, developing weapons for like aerial weapons. Like they had their purpose is to destroy things, mm-hmm. and so is there like would. My, my, the reason, the reason that I find guns interesting is because there are, there is an argument. Yeah. Okay. There's good things about guns. Fine. I, I, I'll, if I concede that my counter argument is that the guns we had a hundred years ago were good enough for all the good things you would want from a gun. Yeah. Uh, and they've like, and that is proven by the fact that they're still making guns that were made a hundred years ago. And yet they continue to research how to make better guns, which can yeah. only be better at killing other people. Not necessarily. You could add safety features to guns. Okay, but know. that's that's a different thing. I'm saying I'm saying developing a gun that can fire twice as fast yeah, doesn't doesn't give, make you any more likely to be able to defend yourself against a bear, mm-hmm. but it does make you better at killing a guy who can only shoot half as fast. And that like that when 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 that's the moral like, calculus that I have trouble with is like when do you stop and say what we're doing can't possibly have a positive effect on humanity that's good enough to counteract the negative effect i think it's going to have okay let's let's maybe change gears for a second so no if we take if we take as a premise that landmines are bad and we take (laughs) take as as an axiom and we take as a premise that like and like sure guns might or may or may not fall into the same category 
um, intercontinental ballistic missiles, may or may not fall into the same category. Yeah. There are a number of things that can fall into that category of things that are for bad usage. They're for bad things. Yeah. Um, I think you're right. The ultimate question is, do engineers have a responsibility to just say, I'm not working on this. And if they don't, does someone else have a responsibility to say, you are not working on this because that's what, like you said, what radio lab was, that was their premise that someone should stop these people from doing this research. Yes. Mm -hmm. And they talk to the people doing the research and they're like, they're like, so have you thought about the ramifications of what you're doing? And they're like, eh, not really. I mean, sure. There could, people could mess it up, but people can mess up most things. Like I'm not really worried about that. And then, and, but at the same time, radio lab is, obviously very worried about that and so if somebody is worried about something if you convince a housewife in north dakota that the development of uh carbon fire wheel arches for bicycles yeah like if you i don't know i'm trying to think of something seemingly non-threatening but if you okay I don't want to get back to AI, but if you convince somebody that something is a bad idea. Yeah, if you can make it scary enough for the public yeah, in general. Then do they who is the person do they are they, they have a right to stop research? And if they do, who is that person who stops it? Yeah. But I think yeah, it, it, I don't think it's ever going to stop it unless it comes down to an individual person and everyone agreeing that it they're not gonna do it. I mean America's tried with stem cells. They've tried to stop research and they haven't. Well, but most of the stuff that that governments say you can't do research in, they're saying that so that they can be the only ones doing research in it. They say you're not allowed to do research in this field so that the government – like so that DARPA is, has a has a monopoly on doing research in that field. That's true. They do that with GPS. They do that with so many yeah. things. Like, like that's – I don't trust – I honest, to be honest, I don't trust a government to be the one to say that because I don't trust the government to be – looking out for the best interests of people okay so then if we if we take as a as a follow following caveat that you can develop bad things engineers should not be stopped from developing things no matter how bad they are then Mm, well i'm saying that engineers i don't think you can stop people from developing bad things unless they believe they're bad okay like so it's i i don't know is is the solution that we make it easier to become a professional engineer so that people are more likely to actually be legally bound by it? Like pe- make people personally responsible for the things that they're creating? Um, maybe you approach it from the same respect that you do university research where you, in order to maybe like, I don't know where the, where the, where you put the check and balance. If you put it in the patent application process, if you put it in um, the sale of, the particular good or or service has been developed but at some point you can put in a check like they do at universities it says you must just fill out and finish an ethics um like an ethics survey like an ethics before you even start the. i know it is at university but you can't do that in the world you can't say before you start working on this problem i need you to do an ethics survey because who 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 says that it can't be the government can't be anyone you can do if you're sitting in a garage no one's gonna walk up to you and be like you should do an ethics survey but so at some point, you the ethical ramifications of work should be evaluated. Okay, but, but I, I want to go back to what you were like what you were saying about guns. You mm-hmm. said like you see that there's a positive thing that a positive aspect that should be with with a gun. If you're working for a company that makes guns, mm-hmm. you are not currently personally responsible for what somebody who buys the gun down the road does. 
you design a better gun, somebody down the road buys mm-hmm. a gun and shoots up a bunch of people. Do you feel ethically responsible for that? And if so, when do you make that decision? I mean, if this was a hypothetical situation, um, just because I... You don't work for the company. But I th- don't, and I'm very anti-gun. So, no, like okay, that, so th- but in a hypothetical... I don't know. Just I know myself and how I would feel morally and ethically, but I can't speak to other people who are maybe pro-gun, and I I don't know. It's- but so it's a, it's a question of how how do I motivate your? We're already the kinds of people who would be who would be self-motivated to make that kind of like look at that make take a critical look ethically at what we're doing. How do you ensure that other people do that as well? Because, again, I, th- I think that's – the problem is you're never going to be able to legislate this. It's got to come down to making it so people have to be critical of this. I don't think you can. What if it's just – okay. Come along on a trip with me. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's purely um, just like a public awareness thing, like a PSA? Like what if you create a website that has a list of technology – that has had a detrimental effect to the public at in some point or other. Like you just basically, the people start recording. Mm. Someone developed this thing, this thing hurt people. Okay. And you just put it out there on the internet. And if you, if you want to go and check it out and look at like what the effect of the work that you do has on the public, it could be good and bad. So maybe you have both. You, you look up the fact that I develop APIs for people to better access banking systems. You look it up and you're like, Oh, Okay. So it's it's good and it's good. That's cool. I like that. Like basically, it's just like an index of the the goodness <laughs> good of the work bad. you do. But how good is the work you do to the public? Because that's something that engineers always consider to the, for the most part is like their effect on the public. But if you start to actually record it, just for like as people submitting, like this is the work I do. This is how I think it affects things. Then you build like a Wikipedia esque database of the the downstream effect of work and then if you want to because people who don't want to think about it won't think about it no matter what you do but that's the problem the question is how do you make people think about this you don't it's unsolvable you can't make people do anything (sighs) if you could make people think things the states wouldn't be broken but are we okay are are we but are we are we taking but are, are we taking as true that are like are we accepting the theory that you are ethically responsible for the way in which technology or products that you produce are used no no i don't think so like i that that, i personally feel like you are as an engineer if you have if you have if you feel that you are what you're creating is ethically dubious then it's your responsibility not to like either to not create it or to look at ways where that ethical problem could be dealt with. Mm-hmm. See, either- for me, I think that would be a wonderful solution in a more perfect world than this one. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't trust people yeah. to examine things that I think thoroughly. The, I think you're right. I think the best you can do is think about it yourself. And if there is something that you can do to prevent explicit misuse of something you pr- you protect against it if but, there's something that you can't really do because the usage of it means that it's open enough that it can be misused no matter what then you just put like the same sort of csa regulatory bullshit you always do you put little warnings on it to say like by the way you could use this to hurt people maybe next time you use your blender don't 
make put your kitty cat next to it like there's but okay, the, so like that, you, you have you can't think of every downstream scenario there are people who've hurt themselves by lifting up lawnmowers to try to trim hinges like you can't think of every it's the same as say every safety factor has a built-in question of how malicious are people going to be People who make chainsaws can't be like, well, you can kill people with chainsaws. Yeah, but it depends on the intent of the product, whereas chainsaws aren't intended to kill people. But you can make the argument They're intended that, to kill zombies. You can make the argument that guns aren't intended to kill people. They're intended to kill game animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, which is why it's a gray area where something exactly. like a landmine is And the best you gray. do is you say, please don't shoot people. Mm-hmm. And if there's a way that it's used that it's explicitly for shooting people, like if there's an identification system that says this is a person, try to prevent that from happening. Mm-hmm. like yeah but I, I still i still feel that you as an engineer if you create something like if you work for a company that makes weapons you are ethically responsible for the use of that weapon that you helped create what Even, if the act of having weapons that are never used is a good thing because that's the argument we're nuclear arguing for nuclear deterrence yeah. yeah but the world would be a better place if there if there were no nuclear no question mm-hmm. yeah so i'm <laughs> i'm saying that i'm saying that eventually if we nuke ourselves into oblivion all every engineer along the way like go all the way up from from god like goddard and his original rockets all the way up to the guy who most recently designed whatever the most recent missile is or they will all be ethically responsible for that holocaust like that's I, I'm I'm saying that just because you can't see all you've done you've done your your best maybe isn't maybe your best isn't good enough and if your best isn't good enough then that to me makes you ethically responsible and that, so like if you if you can't solidly place yourself in the right like if if you are worried about how this thing is going to be used then maybe you are ethically responsible not to make it. I'm not saying that that will stop it from being made, but I'm saying that that'll make it harder for it to be made. Yeah. I, okay. So I'm, I, but the, okay. What so. does ethically responsible mean though? If, if you design something that is used to kill people, you just feel a little sad about it. <laughs> I think I, okay. So I, <laughs> no, you, you make a good point. The, like what's the, it going to stop? It is, it is only a, it's going to stop. And this is the best I think I can assume for is it's going to stop people who have a good grasp on ethics from do it, from creating things that can be used unethically. It's, is there, is there a such a person who has a firm grasp of ethics and finds themselves one day inadvertently making nuclear weapons and is like, Oh crap. Oh, How did oh, this happen? oh geez. <laughs> <laughs> this was a mistake. <laughs> most no, pe- most no, people think- who, who build nuclear warheads probably know what they're doing no but it's along it's it's more along the lines of this like the researcher that's working for 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 adobe and he's like i know about voice recognition and i'm working on a module that is that will take somebody's voice 40 minutes of somebody's voice and cut it up into phonemes that's what he does he's an engineer developing this piece of software at some point when adobe's like we're making a thing that lets you make photoshop for voice that guy has to do has to do an ethical calculus in his head he has to say okay this is what you could do with this piece of software and if i'm not okay with that i need to stop doing this and that's that's the the distinguishing thing for me that's that's the line that i draw is if you talk about landmines or you talk about nuclear weapons or even to me personally guns Mm. that is absolutely in that category if you talk about a wide range of other products including the vocal photoshop that could be used for negative things 
but the intended primary purpose purpose is not that mm-hmm. for instance chainsaws and bows and arrows and stuff like that then i think that you have a responsibility to think about it but it doesn't mean you have to throw up your arms and say i'm done no like, it's, it's you have to consider it absolutely you always have to consider it but you don't have a responsibility to stop or a responsibility to no longer research that because it could be misused because everything could be misused. Yes. I'm just saying that that obviously isn't the case because people still work for weapons manufacturers and still design weapons for weapons manufacturers because it's lucrative. I know. And they may have done that ethical calculus and decided that they're not responsible. Yeah. They very well could say that the deterrence factor of nuclear weapons means that there's an overall... Uh, some in their summation in their head, the benefit outweighs the negatives. They also might feel ethically responsible for the people in the country that they are developing these nuclear weapons for as a as a deterrent. Like if I don't build them, then we're not going to appear as strong, and maybe something will happen to my country. Or like 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 predator drones. You could be like, if you build predator drones, you're going to kill people. Mm-hmm. They could be like, yeah, but if I kill predator drones american soldiers won't be killed and that ethical calculus to me makes better sense like yeah pe- pe- just saying yeah, no, saying you have to evaluate it is different from saying you have to evaluate it and find the answer is not is wrong because you again you can't make people think things no I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that people we're not I, i'm not saying we're gonna be able to make anyone think a particular thing i'm saying that we as engineers need to think more yes and that is that is what i absolutely agree with you need to do that calculus whether and regardless of the outcome yeah because like my knee-jerk reaction was not necessarily that we should make this particular product that like i I don't think that is necessarily good that they're going to make this product but i also think it would be bad for somebody to come in from the outside and say no you can't make this product because that takes it off of the engineer's shoulders they're saying okay nobody told me i couldn't make this biological weapon so it must be okay yeah like Mm -hmm. you still gotta you still gotta sit down and say i like just because i don't have personally i don't have a stamp i don't seal documents i don't i don't take legal responsibility for uh a design doesn't mean that i don't have ethical responsibility for it if it's used badly or if it causes injury and and like the i agree i'm totally like absolutely if you you need to do the calculus and you can't stop innovation from the outside if it's going to be if a an organization is going to stop innovation because they feel that where they've come with the development of a product is towards something that could be used overall in their mental calculus for negative purposes it's their responsibility to shut it down, not mm. anyone from the outside. If 4chan was like, you know what? We messed up. <laughs> we, we've created a haven <laughs> full of horrible people. Yeah, I, we, we, we think that possibly this has not gone the way that we thought it would. It's their responsibility to, to shut down 4chan, not someone from the not outside. The gov- not the government. Yeah. The government's not going to be like, we need to, we need yeah. to legislate that this has to go away. And it, it's, it's valuable to have that internal dialogue and internal self-reflection because again that's exactly what facebook and twitter started doing recently is saying if people commit suicide on facebook live whose responsibility is that if like is it like because that like this quite like the they were talked about this recently on the verge cast this problem does not go away no the fact that social media can be misused and the fact that any real platform that people have access to can be misused um you have to do that calculation of at what point is it so overwhelmingly misused that you need to prevent it. Yeah. 
And, and again, like it's, it's going to come down to somebody. It, it can't necessarily be a company saying we're going to do this because in a lot of cases that calculus comes down to what's going to make us money. Yeah. It's got to come down to somebody working there saying this thing that I've created should not be created. Yeah. And then, so here's a, just cause we're running out of time. I have one last question that's a little bit, um, let's say not really devil's advocate. It's a little bit facetious, but anyway, um, how does that apply to, like I said, regulatory and safety restrictions like CSA? Like, do you have a responsibility to say you could cut someone's throat with this wiper for that I'm melding for cars? Or is it enough for you to, for the government to say, well, we tried to cut people with this wiper and it turns out you can. So you should round the edges so you can't like it. It's this, it's the same thing because right now the government makes sure that things are safe. Yeah. Not the engineers. And so if somebody, an engineer makes something that turns out to be unsafe, they're like, well, the government gave us a seal. Yeah. It's not our fault. There, there is a certain amount of offloading of responsibility that happens where it's like, okay, I've specifically said, don't do this stupid thing with it. And if somebody does a stupid thing with it, I'm not responsible because I told them not to. Lawnmowers are not for haircuts. If somebody wants to use a lawnmower for a haircut, (laughs) for me, it comes, for me, that comes down to could you have reasonably made it impossible to do the stupid thing? And if not, then you have effectively done your due diligence. If there was something you could have reasonably done to prevent people from doing that, like you didn't put a guard on your, on your, your saw and so somebody killed themselves with it, that is, you're responsible for that. Mm -hmm. And that's my, that, that was my point going back a little while with guns if you're developing if if there was a way to make guns not kill people but only kill non-people mm. then you almost would have a responsibility to develop and implement that because that is in effect preventing the most common misuse of a product yeah well abby made a good point like there's there is definitely good research to be done around weapons technology like the idea of like fingerprint scanners and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I was thinking. Of. I I think that that, but that is almost yeah. I think you'd you'd almost be morally wrong not to. At this point, if you make a gun that doesn't have a fingerprint scanner, you're almost in a morally yeah. dark gray and it, it area. Is, <laughs> and it is absolutely questionable along the the safety standards lines to say all guns should be incapable of shooting people. You can't do that, but that's almost like an implied. Right. It's it, the, 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 the moral ideal of, of weapons is if you're selling it with the intention that, well, okay. The, and that, then, but, that, that, but that's exactly your point. You have to make a reasonable effort. And yeah. so it, it comes down to what is a reasonable effort to prevent misuse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Let's, uh, let's sum up because we went mm-hmm. all over the place with this. Uh, Can we, I meet summarizer and chief summarizer? Yes. Summarize cool. for us. So, I think that we've, I, I don't want to speak for anyone, but I think that what we've come to. You wanted is, to summarize, but not speak for us? I think, okay. I think, I think, <laughs> I think where we came to is that engineers have a responsibility to think about the ramifications of the technology they develop. Right. And how it, and do an ethical evaluation of how it has an influence on the public, regardless of the outcome. And that if there is a way for them to prevent the misuse of their technology for outright negative purposes, they should do every make every effort to prevent that from happening. Yes. And that it's not the government's place yes. to tell engineers what they can't make. And that in a lot of ways, in or at least in some ways, that kind of regulation could be counterproductive to maintaining ethical responsibility. 
Ooh, you know what's interesting? What? You know whose whose responsibility it is to tell engineers not to do things? Because I, I agree, it's not the government's. But you know whose responsibility it is? The public. People, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if the public says don't do this thing, no one's gonna buy it. You're gonna make no money. You're probably not gonna continue making it. As long as it's a consumer product, yeah. 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 Government. Gover- People who work for again DARPA are yeah. kind of independent of what the public thinks. But, but even then, if if an, if if a hundred million people were in the streets saying "Don't make intercontinental ballistic missiles," yeah, somebody would take note of that. Yeah, it's true. Nobody nobody's making no, engineers aren't making products just just because most of them are they're creating yeah. things because eventually they're going to be able to sell it. Mm-hmm. At some point, someone who's influenced by the public makes a decision to buy or make something. Yeah. Yeah, I just I agree with you 100% with that. I don't think that that is a immediate immediate no. enough force. No. no. It it, it needs to come down to individual people saying no, this is wrong. And I feel like and I feel like I should have a a finishing caveat that I'm sorry I said the states is broken. <laughs> <laughs> it, it my my statement was half in jest and half in relation to um, not any particular side of any particular argument, just the fact that there seem to be a lot of arguments. It comes down, it comes down to, we were talking about a solution being make people think a certain way. And if you could do that, then things would be less chaotic yeah. for better or worse. Exactly. Mm-hmm. No, we're, this is, we're, we're trying to avoid political. We, 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 we the opinions expressed herein are the, uh, <laughs> those are the participants. Are those, are those the participants. <laughs> Although I, I don't know if you could really take the podcast as having opinions separate from our opinions. <laughs> This has really become kind of an opinion podcast. Our mixer board is very opinionated. <laughs> um, um, anyway, yeah. okay, I, th- I think that's I think it's a good place to stop for now. There's, I would like to talk about some of the things we danced around mm-hmm. um, in greater detail, uh, but yeah, I think that the the thesis that it is we have personal responsibility as engineers to make good decisions is important, and it's something that maybe we don't think about enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. I liked that. Uh, and if you like this kind of discussion that we do now instead of interviews, we, uh, we looked at our iTunes description when we were doing the, uh, <laughs> and realized that we still said we interviewed people every week, which we don't at all. Not in a long time. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully people are okay with that because that's sort of what this is now is just us talking about things that we want to talk about. Uh, a little bit of engineering ethics, a little bit of, a little bit of, uh, current events. Yep. That's what you tuned in for, hopefully. Um, so if you're enjoying what you're listening to, uh, we would of course, uh, appreciate a review on Apple podcasts Thank you. and tell all your friends because that's probably where most of our listeners come from yeah. is word of mouth. So, yeah. all right. Thanks for and listening. And let us know if you have any comments on how do you engineer or Facebook. Yep. We'd yep. love to hear from you.